Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to learn tips, tricks, and stories from other investors in the field. If you feel we provide a value to you, go ahead and hit that thumbs up, share, whatever it may be. And if you'd like for us to cover a specific topic, let us know in the comments or reach out to us through our website. Today, we have a very special guest, so buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and enjoy the ride. Right, we are live. Brenda, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Great. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. To get started, why don't you uh, tell everybody, you know, who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in real estate in the first place? Perfect. So my name is Brenda Cuco with Brenda Cuco and Associates Real Estate Brokerage. I've been in the business 16 years. I started back in 2004, and although I feel old when I say that now. Um, but um, I worked for Coldwell Banker and Real Living Realty Professionals for quite some time. And I actually just made a change in November of 2019 to become my own broker owner of my own real estate firm, which was a big leap of faith. Um, and other than that, how I got into the business, I came from the corporate world. I worked for Stop and Shop Supermarkets, McDonald's Corporation, got a lot of good leadership qualities. Um, they did a lot of teaching polishing us as individuals and leaders in the field and um, decided, you know what, I'm done with the corporate world. I'm done being just a number. I want to be, you know, treated, you know, as a person and flexibility with two young kids. And so after that, I decided to just become a real estate agent. And my first six months, I sold nothing. I quit. I lived off my 401k, which wasn't much at the time. And um, put my kids in a little red wagon, mail, you know, did with mailbox to mailbox, called for sale by owners, expires. And um, my last six months, I sold 32 houses at $6 million back in 2006. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. True rags to riches after having the glory of corporate. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> it That's feels great. <laughs> That's perfect. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'm excited to dive into that. I actually, I got started in corporate myself. And so I, I totally understand wanting to get out, start your own thing. So congratulations oh for making They that. own you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got started in 2004. Um, and so that was pre-crash. So you, you went through the crash, you went through the whole yep. thing. Uh, it yep. took you a couple of years. It sounded like 2006 when you really started to get your feet under you. You really Correct. started to get some momentum. Um, mm -hmm. And since then, it's been Smooth sailing, right? No, no hiccups. <laughs> well, there's a lot of hiccups, <laughs> but um, we definitely increased our sales every single year. And I keep track every single year what we've done for business. And I love to look back all the way back to 2006, 2004. But um, more or less, we took a little bit of a, a turn for the worse in 2008, 2009. We were down about two or three million dollars because of the recession, but we made it through. And um, in 2015, I decided to become a team. I had one full-time assistant and myself, and I was selling about 13 million 50 transactions and um, hired one assistant and a part-time buyer agent. And uh, we ended 2015 at 16 million. And then we added one other buyer agent and we ended up increasing our sales to about 26 million. And um, then we added a couple more. So we really only had three full-time agents, including myself. And um, we came up to 26 million. So we, you know, almost doubled, doubled our business with just two additional agents and a full-time staff member. That's awesome. I love it. 
Yeah. So a lot of the people um, watching the show, you know, this is an investing show. So we re- the, uh, mo- most people watching it are investors. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the perennial question that most investors have in their mind is, should I become an agent? Should I become yes. a broker? Or should I continue down the path of being just an investor? Um, so kind of take us. So what are the advantages of, of becoming a broker, um, becoming an mm-hmm. agent? And, uh, and kind of how do you see that play out? I love this question. So I, I feel like this is perfect for me because as you know, listening to my bio in my introduction is I was an agent for um, 15 years and I ran a, a heavy team where I was producing $26 million for another broker. And I was spending fifty dollars to $60,000 a year advertising for this other broker. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, this is, I was happy. Um, culture changed there. And I decided, you know what, I think it's time I go out on my own. I went out on my own in November. And I can't tell you, I am so happy I went out on my own. I absolutely love it. I can create my own culture. I can be my own boss. Um, I can create my own boundaries. I can create my own commission splits, you know, um, especially with investing. That's important, too, because a lot of investors, you know, they like to you know, okay, buy this property for me and then you can um, list it. And and sometimes a lot of them want a a little bit lower of a commission. So with a a brokerage firm, sometimes you don't have that capability to offer a lower commission. But if you own your own firm, you can make all those decisions and have a little bit more of a free reign in terms of that portion. But I absolutely love being a broker. Um, If you're systematized, if you're structured and you're organized and efficient, it's a home run, but you've got to have all those systems in place. And most importantly, the right people. Systems and people. That really yes. does sum up um, business in its, uh, <laughs> in its course. So I love yeah. that. Um, so let's, uh, let's stay on those two topics for just a little bit longer. Um, sure. You're absolutely right. Systems, it's what makes a business. Um, so kind yes. of tell us what are the, the, the most important systems in your business and kind of how do you set them up? Yeah, so we... We have a lot of systems. We have a lot of checklists. The joke around here is that Brenda has a checklist for a checklist. Um, (laughs) I will tell you that I sell, um, I'm on track myself as an agent to sell 85 to 100 homes. I'm a broker owner. I'm a mom. I'm, you know, a wife. Um, I'm active in playing golf. I get my weekends off pretty much. And um, the systems is what allows me to live a really good personal life, but run a very successful business. And those systems make the people happy because the job is easy. Productivity is fierce here. I mean, we have, we concentrate on insane productivity. If you're not attention to insane productivity, you might as well forget it because I really think that's one of the biggest tools and resources that have created our success. But we have, you know, for systems, we have, you know, a listing transaction sheet where when a listing comes in, it's a full checklist. Here's the marketing portion. We have a marketing person who does all the marketing. We have an admin person who takes care of all the admin. And then each of our agents, and we don't have a ton of agents here for this brokerage firm. I mean, we're on track. I think now we're up at, as of the, with what our pennings are for July, we're up 153% and we ended May up 202%. And we only have four full-time agents, including myself. So this isn't a big brokerage oh, wow, firm, yeah. but we compete with the larger firms yeah, yeah, yeah. in our area. Um, 
So we have those systems. Um, and then you can hire a transaction coordinator if you'd like to do all of those things. So they'll do all of your marketing. They'll do all your admin. And then when the buyer comes in, we have a buyer transaction sheet. And then we have a pending transaction sheet where when something goes pending, look, you just follow the checklist. It's a three-page checklist and you're it's going to be flawless. It's, it's fail-proof. So um, we have... What is very amazing for buyer leads and even working with investors, um, I think, is is huge. I don't know if you guys have that over there in Washington, Gabe, but we work with Real Geeks, um, and Real Geeks is a, is a website. They're pretty amazing, and um, the investors that we work with, they love Real Geeks because you're getting all the properties. Um, we can see when a buyer favors a property. We can see when a buyer's liking a property. So you know that buyer comes in. Now we can see that they're favored and like it. And now we can make that instant connection. We can text them right from the computer. So it's, there are so many systems that we have. It's, it's next to amazing. I love it. I love it. So it sounds like uh, for every step of the process, you have a checklist. Um, as, as a new lead comes in, you, you take down that checklist, you go through Absolutely. the first step, take it to the next one, go into the marketing section, go down the checklist for marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Does that sound right? You're on it, Gabe. It's, 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 it's fail proof. It's amazing. The girls love it. Our job here is that any agent that walks through the door, we want it to be easy for them. We want them to sell. We don't want them to sit here at this desk wasting time. We want them to be on the road, concentrating on hundred percent customer satisfaction, giving the wow service. We don't want to give this minimal service. We want to give above and beyond in everything that we do. And then we have a staff of one, two, three, four, staff members full-time and there we treat it like a concierge service for the agents so when our agents come in here we serve them the goal is to serve our agents and then our agents will serve our clients same thing for me my goal is to serve my employees and make them feel as though they're important well they are important but to serve them we don't tell them nobody tells anybody what to do here there's no one in this in this building that's a boss we all are each other's cheerleaders and support system. And I think that's the key to a successful business and culture. I like it. So kind of <laughs> on that topic, um, I mean, you mentioned it first at the very beginning of the show, systems people, that, that really is what, what it boils down to. Um, you've talked about a bit about systems. So kind of go on to the people side. I mean, building yeah. a team. Um, I, I've known, I've spoken to a bunch of investors who you know, who've been investing on their own and they're ready to take the next step to actually building a team. Um, investing and being a broker is a little bit different, but the, the, the steps of actually creating a team and building, you know, team building is similar across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of tell us, well, first, who was the first, what was the first role you brought onto the team, onto your, your team? Yep. Um, and then how, how did you go about making the leap into, you know, individual producer to actual yep. you know leader? Yep. So, um, I brought in a, a, well, first was a part-time assistant, um, and then it just wasn't enough hours. Um, I was working literally, I kid you not, 80, 85 hours a week. My kids were little, and it wasn't until my kids said, mommy's always on the phone, always on the phone. And I thought, I have to do something because my kids honestly grew up without a mom. I mean, they're wonderful kids. They're teenagers now, but I really didn't have a big place in their life. And thankfully my husband was really like the stay at home dad. So it worked out nice, but 
Um, so I, then I brought a full-time assistant. That was a huge leap of faith, right? Because you're thinking, oh my God, can I afford this person? You know, I'm really not making a lot of money. And I'm very, very conservative with numbers. I'm very into my finances. I watch every number. I'm a stock person. Um, so I brought her on. Then I brought a part-time assistant on to do marketing because marketing is important. And then after that, I brought on a uh, part-time agent. And then after that, I brought on another part-time agent. So it was me full-time and two part-time agents. And then I built to another full-time agent, then a part-time marketing. And um, now here I am today, broker owner, and I have um, three full-time admins. I have a um, part-time marketing person and a part-time admin and a part-time financial administrator as well as um, four licensed agents in, 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 on top of myself. So that's where we're at. So concept, I agree, Gabe. Concept is the same um, with building a team, but it just is its strategy and it's having a plan. So everything that I built, I consistently had a plan. We even had a training manual. So when a new staff person walks in, today and I hire them, they're not lost in the mud. They actually have a training manual. If they're sitting here in front of the computer trying to figure out how to pull a deed or a plot plan, they have every step and how to do that. So no one, everyone, there's no one here that's going to be lost. Um, again, why? Because I focus on productivity in people. That's the key, right? So when you're hiring someone new, you really want to make sure they have the best experience. So we just brought on a seasoned agent who's been in the business 21 years. Um, and she wanted to be part of a team, a team structure, family, boutique style um, company. And her first week, she said, my experience has nothing been, nothing yet but less than amazing. And that was, to me, that meant a lot because, you know, we want to take care of our people. We're not just out here recruiting, hiring any agent. We're really particular because the grass is really green. And the last thing we want to do is let any weeds come in and choke us out. I like it. I like <laughs> it. So the first thing you need to do is take care of your people. Um, yes. Yes. That is people a... are everything. <laughs> <laughs> they, we are. Where would, where would I be? Business. Without people, my people, right? They're the foundation. They're our pillars. Exactly, exactly. So it sounds like um, it was a couple of years ago when you actually started, you know, you decided that you're going to make the leap. You're going to start building a team. Um, the first person you took on was an assistant. Um, yes. And then you went into marketing. And I agree, uh, um, especially with people who aren't familiar with digital marketing or any other mm -hmm. uh, channel of marketing, it, it can be a daunting task. So that might be one of the first things you want to take on. Um, and then you brought on an agent and I suppose from the investor's standpoint, that would be either seller or investor relations, um, somebody to help you bring in capital or bring in off market leads. Um, and then you went on and you essentially got a CPA, somebody that to, to manage your books. Yes. Yes. I love it. So, um, and one other thing that I took from what, you know, everything that you just said was a training manual. And I think that is, uh, I love that you said that because I've been to, you know, I, back when I was in corporate, I um, yep. jumped on a lot of teams who didn't have any, you know, any semblance Nothing. of thing. And so you kind of start, you're floundering, you don't know what you're doing. 
um, having a training manual for people who are on your team, who you're bringing on, it takes away yeah. the stress and it makes it that much easier um, to transition onto the team. So I love that you're doing Absolutely. that. Um, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. We do try to yeah. keep these around 20 to 25 minutes. And so we are nearing the end of the show. But before we do that, um, I want to talk a bit more about your experiences um, we all know real estate, it's a roller coaster. You got your ups, you got your downs, both financially and emotionally. Um, kind of take us to one of the lower periods in your real estate career um, and, you know, what happened and what was the main lesson that you learned from that experience? Uh, that's an easy one. So um, it was making a decision to become my own broker. That was, I started eight months thinking about it. It wasn't a dream. You would think based on my experience working in upper management um, in corporate world that, you know, I opened and closed doors for McDonald's corporations that, you know, I should be here, but I was happy. My, I was happy where I was and I was getting a very good split at the, the company I was at and um, it was good. But eight months prior to making the decision, Culture had changed over the last year. There um, different types of management. And um, I thought, you know what? This isn't for me anymore. This isn't, this isn't where I belong. I belong somewhere else. And where that somewhere else is, I'm not sure. So after thinking about it, uh, I call it a leap of faith. I decided to go out on my own. And the transition from going to from, from one brokerage to opening up my own, for me, being a checklist person, I was all over the board in terms of, you know, state um, compliance, local compliance, what to do, where to go, because our board, and I'm sure it's like this everywhere, and, and they were great. They were, they were really good at helping me. I called them a million times, but they, they, didn't, they don't have a checklist, right? So if you want to open your own brokerage firm, I think what the Board of Realtors needs to have is an opening your brokerage checklist, the steps that need to happen in opening your brokerage firm, because that's going to make it easy for every realtor that wants to go out on their own. So for me, it was a lot of aimless calls into the state, into the board, um, this, that. So it was complicated. And then on top of it, you're running a business. It was my busiest last quarter of the year. Um, and the good news was out of that is I had two of my assistants. They changed over my entire brokerage firm. I wasn't even involved. We met every Monday. We had a meeting. We had a checklist. We had a goal at the end of every week. And we did this. We started in September 1st. We knew we were going to open up somewhere around mid-November, and we changed over flawlessly without any hiccups. It almost went too smooth. But the good news is I didn't do it. I have two millenniums, 21 years old and 25 years old, that changed over my whole firm. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty amazing. It's you perfect. know, so... Um, I give them a lot of credit, so um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Awesome. So it sounds the lesson learned is surround yourself by good people. Yes. You know what? You're right. That's a great way to sum it up. And take care of them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, take care of them. All right. So, I mean, you've gone through the ringer. You've been up. You've been down. You're, you're back on the top now. Um, so it sounds like you're doing the right things. So, you know, if you were to give, um, give yourself just starting out one piece of advice, uh, what would that one piece of advice be going forward? 
if I was a brand new agent today, get on a team, get on a team right away and learn from the best. And um, if I had what I give my agents today, I would have probably been where I am now 10 years ago. Oh, wow. But back when I started 16 years ago, there was no, we watched Howard Britton. I don't know if you remember him, but I'm dating myself a little bit, but Howard Britton was the star of top producers. He had conventions. I went to all of his conventions. I listened to CDs. Every time I drove, I popped his CD in and everything that I learned today and who I am today is partially because of Howard Britton because he constantly just drilled things and he interviewed like you're doing today, which is why I did this because this is what I listen to podcasts in my car telling me what to do, scripting, what top producers do. And I think a show like this is amazing because it helps people get to a better place. I love it. Well, thank you. That was a, that was a bit of a plug for my show as well. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, no, I think this is important. Trust me. I don't have a lot of time in my schedule. And I thought, well, you know what? I'd like to help others out. And, um, let me, let me contact this guy. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for being on. Um, and on that note, we are, uh, we're nearing the end here. Um, but you know, we all need to receive things. You've given us a lot of wisdom during this period. So what, if someone were to bring you something, what would you want to receive? Um, I would like to receive more information about recruiting agents because look, I'm a new broker owner who taught me how to recruit, right? So I feel like I'm the baby starting here thinking, okay, well, how do I recruit? Because I don't want to sit here cold calling agents. Like I want to, I want to like, I find that maybe if I have a great co-broke, I might go have a coffee, but what's the real way to, what's the okay. best way to recruit? I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. And so if somebody did want to get in contact with you, what would be the best way to do that? Um, contact me on my cell, 214-5365, area code 413. All right, there you go. Um, well, for everybody listening and watching, uh, well, Brenda, first, we appreciate you being on the show. We appreciate you sharing all the knowledge that you've shared so far. Um, and for everybody listening and watching, if you want to get in contact with Brenda, she just dropped her phone number, give her a text, give her a call, um, or I will put her LinkedIn uh, URL in the show notes so you can click there as well. Awesome. Um, well, again, Brenda, thank you for being on. We appreciate you being here. Um, and for everybody else, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate Investing Club. If you feel we provided value, we would appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up, share with your friends online, whatever it may be. If you'd like to share or partner with us on an investment deal, we are always looking for quality projects go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to get in contact with one of our partners. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, 
go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.